Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Breaking Butterfly podcast. I'm so glad you're here. (sighs) If you hear whining in the background of this podcast today, it shouldn't be too loud, but if you hear a little something in the background, my friend's dog is in my office with me and I just can't like shut him out. Everyone else went to dinner and so like it's just me and him here. I'm like, I'm not going to shut him out of my room right now. Like it would just be too sad and I love him too much and my heart is too big to like put him out of my office so if you hear some dog noises um it's just little zion here laying next to me um but anywho another warning i am struggling to talk today like this is just like forewarning i'm just letting you know now i have been like messing up on my words all day i'm like really out of it it's this fucking full moon dude like I I just found out this morning that like Aries and Cancers are most like um affected by this full moon, like the full moon in Aries, and I am an Aries and Henry is a Cancer and my assistant Ashley is a Cancer and we're all just like struggling, <laughs> like struggling. They've been having like headaches, we've been having trouble sleeping. Anyway, I just, like, I've been, like, messing up my words all day, but I still want to record and I still want to share so many things. So, this is just, like, a fair warning. You might hear a dog in this episode. I might be stumbling over my words in this episode, but fuck it. It doesn't matter because I have some really, really powerful things to share with you guys. Um, Before I share, though, I have a super exciting announcement. I am doing my first ever giveaway. Ah, I've never done a giveaway before and I'm so excited to do my own giveaway. Like, oh my god. I am giving away the ultimate like self-love and growth personal development package to celebrate the rebrand and relaunch of Breaking Butterfly. So, In this giveaway, it starts today on my Instagram, and in this giveaway, you receive a one-on-one call with me, you receive UIPC, my manifestation course, you receive the cutest journal ever and a bunch of pens, you receive a rose quartz heart crystal, um, a $35 gift card to Barnes & Noble, I'm giving you a massage, so whoever wins, I will just collaborate with you, and I want to buy you a massage wherever you want to go, like in your city. I will pay for your massage for you. You will receive a 16-pack of Raverade and a water bottle, and then you also receive the cutest jewelry set from Moon Bloomer, 
It's like the cutest butterfly earrings and necklace and ring and like, oh my god, I'm like, wait, can I just keep this for myself? Never mind. I don't want to do a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, all of that. You receive all of that. I am so excited to give this to somebody. So it starts today. It's on my Instagram. All of the details on how to enter are in the Instagram post. So, of course, my Instagram is in the show notes. So, you guys can go over there and enter in the giveaway. And the giveaway ends this Friday. So, if you are listening anytime this week, it's still going on. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so excited to give this little package I created to one lucky winner. So just had to announce that here, let you guys know, of course, because this giveaway is for Breaking Butterfly. It is for this, it is it's celebrating this, this relaunch and this rebrand. So head over to my Instagram, enter and, um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited and thank you to everyone who enters and supports me. I love all of you so, so much. Okay. That is my only announcement and we can just dive right into the episode. So today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. I want to talk about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome has been coming up over and over and over and over again. It's actually crazy how much this comes up, not only with my clients that I am coaching on confidence, but also with my clients that I'm coaching on business. I mean, really anything like that I'm coaching somebody on, this kind of comes up, this imposter syndrome, not feeling capable, not feeling worthy, feeling like you're the imposter. Oh my God, Zion is digging on my floor. Why are you digging on my floor? Stop it. Um, it just comes up so much, you guys. It's It's actually kind of crazy that we feel like we don't fit in. We feel like we're the imposter. We feel like um, we're not qualified or like capable of the jobs we do or the relationships we have or um, we just feel less than in a lot of ways. We feel like an imposter, like someone's going to find out that we're the imposter, right? And We need to talk about this, especially because I had this huge like realization slash download about imposter syndrome and I feel like I solved it and I feel like I'm going to fix it for you right here, right now. I really believe that. So I taught this in Metamorphosis like two weeks ago and literally like all of the girls were like, yep, okay, you just solved imposter syndrome in five seconds. So... Um, the interesting about, interesting thing about imposter syndrome too, is that like women are just more, uh, what's the word? Perceptible, acceptable. What's the word? (laughs) See, I can't think of the word. Like when you're more like you're, it's more common that women are going to feel this. I can't think of the fucking word. Someone please tell me later what the word is I'm thinking of. It rhymes with like perceptible, but it's obviously not perceptible. Um, That's not even a word. But women are more likely to experience imposter syndrome. Like I read this book with all of these statistics where men and women will take these different tests and they'll like estimate how well they're going to do on the test. And men are always like, oh, I'm going to get like a 90% on the test. And then they get like 
a 70%. And then women are always like, I'm going to get like a 70%. And then they get like a 90%. And they did a bunch of studies like that that show that women just don't feel as like qualified or as competent, right? But it's not really about competence. Um, it's, it's about confidence. Confidence is always more important than competence, especially like in the workplace. Um, it's still uh, important to be in integrity and be competent and be the best that you can be, but it's not really about that, right? When it comes to success, like in the workplace or, um, whatever it may be, it's not always about like the competence, about the confidence. And for some reason, men are way overconfident and they're not that competent, and women are very competent, but not very confident. And it just is so fascinating why we feel this like imposter syndrome, just like we're not good enough, we're not qualified enough, like I don't know what I'm doing. And like we never step into that, like um, we never embody that just like I am capable, I can do it, I am competent, like I fucking got this. We just don't feel into that. Um, anyway, but imposter syndrome, okay. So I was about to teach on imposter syndrome for metamorphosis and like some of the codes were coming through and I was like planning the lesson. I'm like, this all feels good. But I'm like, but what is it really like? What is going to like bring clarity and like solve this imposter syndrome? Like what do I need to teach my girls? What do I need to teach my clients? And it came through. I was literally in my kitchen wait my food was microwaving and I was just like waiting there by the microwave waiting for it to beep and I was just sitting there and I just closed my eyes and I was just like breathing and breathing so I'm like I know it'll come to me it always comes to me what is the solution here and then like out of nowhere so loud and clear I heard the words be where you are now that's it I solved it like imposter syndrome bye goodbye be where you are now. What does this mean? It means a lot of people are experiencing imposter syndrome, feeling like they are not capable or qualified or good enough to step into these bigger roles. And some of it, I'll be honest, some of it is just underestimating yourself. I talked about this a little bit last week. And I talked about this a little bit um, at the beginning of this or, or just barely when I was sharing that experience of the studies where the women are competent, but they just they underestimate themselves. They don't think that they're competent. Um, like a little part of it is probably that you are just underestimating yourself and you are actually good enough to step into these bigger roles. You're just not seeing that you're not actually looking at like your strengths and like seeing yourself for who you are like truly but a big part of imposter syndrome is trying to skip steps in the sense of let's say that you want to be like a coach and you're like looking at all these other coaches and you're like I could never do that I could never do that. Like, look what they're doing. They have this, they have that, they have all these clients, they're teaching this, they're teaching that. And you start to get down on yourself because you're trying to be where they are, thinking that you need to be there to be competent, 
when really you haven't seen all of the work and the experience and the years that have gone into them being there and you're trying to skip all the steps. No wonder you feel like an imposter because you're trying to almost reach too big. And I know this might sound really like contradictory coming from a confidence coach of saying like you're reaching too big. Like you're sh- you're shooting like too far for the stars. Like but there is this aspect of confidence that we have to be really really real with ourselves. We have to be really just real and honest and integrity to actually make progress on our confidence. And a part of this imposter syndrome is that we are looking too many steps ahead and saying, I can never do that. I'm never going to be that. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. When really, like, so going back to the coaching example, you, of course, you feel like an imposter and you feel like an imposter, like looking at all these like high level coaches or leaders or speakers or content creators, whatever it is. Of course, you feel that way because you're looking at someone that's put in years and years of work, years and years of experience so much time and effort and had so much go into what they're doing and you just haven't had that. So the whole concept of be where you are now is do the step right in front of you. What are you confident in doing? What are you competent enough to do? You know, maybe that looks like just taking one client for free. Maybe that looks like just taking two clients at a really low price You don't have to skip steps and jump to a different place on your timeline. That's only going to lower your confidence if that's just not where you're at. That's only going to lower your confidence because you're just, you are, you are reaching for something where you're just not there yet. And I think it's so important to look at all of the steps, all of the little in-betweens and experience and years that have gone into other people being where they are now because it's okay for you to not be there and that doesn't make you an imposter. That just makes you a beginner. Yeah, maybe you're not supposed to be doing what they're doing because you're supposed to be where you are at. Like, you know, you might see me now with like the business that I have now, but you don't see the year of like... Like when I first started my business, okay, no, let's, let's scoot way back. Let's like rewind. So a lot of girls feel imposter syndrome when it comes to starting their business, right? A lot of you probably feel imposter syndrome when it comes to starting your business. Like who am I to do that? I can never do that. I don't have the skills to do that. La da 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 da. And then you look at other people and you're like, how are they just doing it? Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. How are they doing it? I'm never going to be able to do it, Right. We start getting that self-doubt and the lack of confidence. What you don't see is like for two years before I started my business, I worked with a, a fashion designer here in LA and I was her personal assistant and learned everything from her and helped run her business for like two full years. And then, only then, was I able to have the beliefs the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to then start my own business. And then even when I started my own business, and at that point, I had learned so much from this woman and had so many experiences that got me to where I am now that like 
if I would have tried to start my business before I worked with her, I don't think I would have been able to do it. I would have had so much self-doubt. I would have been feeling like if I went into coaching, I would feel like the imposter. I would feel so doubtful and not qualified, not capable. Like I can never do that, right? But because I went through that experience, I learned so much. You know, I was where I was at then. I stayed where I was at. I was honest with myself of where I was at. I experienced that for two years. Then even when I started my business, you guys, oh my gosh, like I just took on like three clients totally for free and I didn't, I never thought to myself like, you know, I I can't be this amazing coach. I don't know enough. I don't have this perfectly planned out program. I don't have like all of my systems in place and my email list and this and that. Like, oh, I just, I, I'm not good enough. I don't have all of these things. I don't have the website. I don't have this. I don't have that. No, that would have just overwhelmed me. So what did I do? I stayed where I was at. Be where you are at now and take little steps from there. So the little steps I took was coaching a couple people for free. And I didn't try to like be someone I wasn't or lie or anything. I was super honest and in, and and in integrity with them of like, I'm practicing. I'm just starting out. I've never had a client before. I wasn't taking these high profile clients. I wasn't coaching on business yet. I wasn't doing anything of the sort. I was literally just helping some girls with their lives. And then I took on one client that was paid very, very little. And then I took on another one that was paid very, very little. Then I took on another one and I just slowly, slowly, slowly built. And I feel like a lot of people just don't like see that. Like maybe you do see that. Maybe you have followed me for a long time, but you, everyone that's struggling with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, like they're looking at other people and saying like, I'm not at that level. So I'm the imposter. I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. When really it's like, no, you're just where you're at. Like I was a beginner once. Everyone was a beginner once. Everyone started from the beginning. Everyone started from square one, started from, you know, ground zero and they worked their way up. So you can't look too far ahead and then beat yourself down. You have to just accept where you are, accept what you have, accept what you still need to learn, accept the skills you still need to learn, and then just go from there, move from there. And soon, you know, I think there's a, there's still always a level that like you can't, you will experience like a little bit of this imposter syndrome of like not fitting in or feeling like, you know, you're just out of place a little bit. Like, I can see how that can still come up a little bit. But for me, it's like I can't even experience imposter syndrome because all I'm doing is just accepting where I am at now and taking steps from there. You know, so what? You're not the best at that yet. So what? You're not the most knowledgeable at that yet. So what? You don't know how to do that yet. Right? I don't know how to do this. I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm not good enough. I don't don't have the best social skills. I don't know how to create content. I don't know how to like do this thing at my job and I don't know anything about, you know, these taxes or whatever. Okay, so what? Be where you are now. The only way you can fall into this deep self-doubt and imposter syndrome is if you are not being there. And I just, like, I just always want to be so real with you guys and like, the 
the steps that it took for me to get here, you know, really looking at the steps that everyone else, you know, took to get to where they are. It's like I've, I've told you guys about um, like the boss that I worked with here in L.A., and everything, but I feel like I never really actually explained that, like, that's a huge reason of, like, why I am here and why I am this confident and know this much about business and can do the things that I do. Yes, I learned a lot on my own, of course, but that was a huge stepping stone in my journey. And then even just my whole journey of, you know, now my business looks like, you know, I can put up a link for something and, you know, have people join a program or I can say, you know, I have one-on-one spots available and people DM me or like, I want to work with you. But at the very beginning of my business, you guys, this is me just being so real. Like, I want you to see this. At the beginning of my business, like, I was fishing for clients. Like, I was, I was hunting for clients, just trying to make my business work, doing everything I could, learning everything about marketing, like learning everything about sales, like day in and day out, having conversations, DMing people, pushing my limits, going past my comfort zone, like doing the damn thing. Like I was hustling a little bit. And if there's anyone out there that is making things look like they didn't do that at the beginning, like, yes, there are experiences where things flow easily and like, yes, it does get to be easy, you know, but I just feel like some people online aren't completely transparent and honest about everything that they went through to get to where they are now. And of course, that's going to make people feel like they're not good enough. Or of course, that's going to make you feel like you have imposter syndrome, like you don't have what it takes, you know? Um, but you have to really like see people's journeys for what they were and realize all they did was be where they are at now, do what they can with what they have, do the best that they can with what they have and just take little steps and keep moving and keep moving. And like there, there is a space for you now creating things now that you can do where you're not the imposter because you're not jumping too far ahead. You're just being where you are. Does this make sense? I hope this makes sense. Like, I feel like maybe I said it better in in meta, but I feel, I hope you guys are like getting this concept because it's so fascinating that even like this little just shift in perspective it's completely changed so many mindsets already around imposter syndrome. Just be where you are now. You don't have to pretend to to be somebody that you're not and jump too far ahead. That's just not realistic. And again, I know that might sound almost like contradictory, right? Coming from a confidence coach, I should be telling you, shoot for the stars. You can do it. But I also think there's steps that you need to take to get to the point where you do feel like, okay, I can do this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's steps we need to take. And it's okay to be honest with yourself and, and say there are steps that I need to take, you know? I've just been really loving teaching this this concept and confidence of 
like just being okay with not being the best or being okay with not being like the prettiest or the most successful or the farthest along in your journey or this or that like I think there comes so much peace in just like accepting where you are now um and and knowing that like it doesn't make you better or worse for being where you are now it really doesn't society makes us think that it does but it really doesn't and I mean, really, all of us are just looking for that happiness and and peace. And so it's just, I think, yeah, it's important to realize that the happiness and peace isn't going to come from, like, being at this, like, level in your life. The happiness and peace just comes from being where you are now, truly. So... Anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it was a really interesting concept and topic. Um, But now I want to answer a hotline message. So let's kind of dive into that. You guys will have to let me know your thoughts about my imposter syndrome concept and theory and thoughts and let me know if that shifts anything for you guys. Um, But let's go to the hotline. I think I haven't listened to this message yet, but I think it's going to be a really interesting one. Hey, Maddie. Um, I love listening to your podcast. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work this year, of just, you know, healing from my past relationship and it's been a long, hard year. Um, it's probably the longest I've been single from, you know, a very toxic relationship going back and forth. And I guess my question is, you know, I haven't really had the time to date throughout the year. Um, wasn't really interested in it either. But, you know, after a certain point, it's like it gets kind of depressing because you feel like, oh, I should be happy by now. Or I should feel, I don't know, 100% moved on. or And I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like that a year later. And, you know feels like my ex sometimes tries to sneak his way back in, not really for a relationship, but, you know, just to, I'm guessing, have fun and stuff. And I don't know, how do you, how do you not go back to something that's available? And I guess my other question is, you know, after a year, why don't I feel where I'm supposed to be, you know? Well, hopefully um, you do answer this question. I hope you have a good day. Bye. (sighs) Yep, I guessed right. This is a good one. Okay, let's dive into this a little bit. I feel like I don't have, like, a 100% answer to just, like, give, but I want to – I just want to talk about this. So one thing that I noticed while we were listening was you said something like, you know, I wasn't really dating this like throughout this year because I wasn't really interested. But like after a certain point, it gets kind of depressing because you feel like you should be happy. So the first thing I want to point out is almost like this belief or this feeling of like, if I'm not dating, then I'm not happy. And maybe this isn't what um, this person meant exactly, but I just want to I just want to point this out because I do see that this could maybe be a common belief 
right? Of like, if I'm not dating, if I'm not seeing someone and getting like that love, having that relationship, then I'm not happy. And that belief kind of comes from a toxic relationship, if you think about it, because in a toxic relationship, if it was anything like mine, it was like, when we were together, it was like the highest of highs. And then when we weren't together, it was the lowest of lows. And there was like absolutely no in between, like at all. And so I think we're almost taught that like when we are with our partner, everything's great, you know, and, and that's what happiness is. And then when we're not with them, like there's no way to be happy. At least I feel like that's kind of what my relationship felt like. Um, and so it's kind of just like, I'm just noticing that of like, it gets depressing to not be dating someone and the whole, what I've learned from my good friend, Dorothy, which is the breakup coach, what I've learned from her is that like the way to get over your ex also, um, if this was your question or if you resonate with this hotline call, I highly recommend um, looking up Dorothy, Breakup Coach Dorothy. She has a podcast as well called How to Get Over Your Ex. And I think that might be really, really supportive um, because she's amazing. But what I learned from her is that like the only way to get over your ex is to create like the most beautiful life ever. Like plan your future without any thought of even having that person in the future and making a future and a life for yourself that is so amazing and so juicy and beautiful and just like fucking amazing that like it doesn't even matter that that person's not in it and you never know someone could come join you in that future life you're creating maybe your ex comes and joins you in that future life you're creating but to get over you have to get over your ex first and to get over them you have to plan a life so amazing without even the thought of them possibly being in it. And so I think that, you know, first looking at that belief of do I only believe that my future and my life can only be at its happiest when I have a partner, when I am dating someone? Like, why does my life need to be depressing if I don't? have somebody you know and even if it feels lonely like what if you just created the most beautiful group of friends or you found like a club or a hobby or something that just like lights you up and it just like is so is enriching your life you know because I do I do understand like it can get lonely right when you're not dating someone but I don't think there should ever be this feeling of like you know it gets depressing when when you're not you're not dating somebody. I think we should create a life so amazing that it truly doesn't matter if somebody is in it or somebody is not, you know? Um, and for me, like, I think that's truly how you get over an ex because if your life is so amazing, like, so, like, you focus on yourself and creating and manifesting, like, just a life that feels really, really good like, of course you're going to be over your ex. But if you're, if you're still talking with them and you're still hanging out with them and you're still holding some type of hope in your heart that like you guys might get back together, it's very difficult to create a life, like create a life that you think is going to be better than it would be with them. And it's going to be very hard to get over them 
because there's still this like underlying belief or feeling that like my life will never be as good as it was with this person or my life will never be as good as like I, I think that I could have with this person. I think that's why most people struggle in a breakup. It's like we think like that was it, right? That was like the end all be all. That was the best we were going to have. No one's going to love me more. Um, and a lot of it is false, right? We're almost like viewing our future life with that person as just like it's just potential. It's probably not actually the life we were going to live with them. Um, but we have this idea in our head of like this is what it could have been. This is what it could be. Um, and I think just holding on to that is so detrimental because then you're not you're not allowing the space for your life to feel incredible because you're still just thinking like, but it was most incredible with them. Because how can you feel sad about losing someone if you're creating a life that's better without them? You know what I mean? Like it actually doesn't make sense. If you're creating a life that's better without them, how could you miss them? Um, but I'm sure there's more that goes into this. Again, like I'm not a relationship coach. Um, you know, some aspects of confidence do kind of go into the relationship conversation, but I'm not actually like uh, the most well-versed in this. Again, like I would highly recommend checking out Breakup Coach Dorothy. Uh, I actually have an episode with her too, so you can check out our interview together. Um, it was a while back. I have no idea what episode it was, um, but more towards the beginning, I think maybe like 30, episode thir- like through 30, 40, something like that. Um, she'll definitely have a lot more information on her podcast about this. You know, I'm sure there's so much that goes into it of just like, there's so much, she probably knows so much more. There's so much more that goes into this, but another question too. So you asked, how do you not go back to something that's available? I mean, that one's hard. I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight up honest. Like, I didn't have the willpower to not go back to my ex. Like, I kept going back and going back and going back pretty much until, like, actually, I can't disclose that much information. I almost just said something, like, super personal. (laughs) I can't share that. I can't share that on the podcast. I just kept going back until pretty much he was like, okay, like, this is it. Like, I'm seeing someone else, you know? Um, and I didn't have the willpower. I honestly didn't. And it really, it took, like, an outside force for me to finally have to, like, step away and, like, really stop. But I think in this scenario, I'm, like, just, I'm, like, remembering this time in my life. Number one, you have to actually, like, realize that what's on the other side of you not going back to him is way better than the instant, like, gratification of going back to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to realize that the outcome of not going back is way, way, way better than the outcome of going back. Because if I would have known that my life would be how it is now if I stopped going back to my ex, then I probably would have stopped in a heartbeat. Maybe not, though. I'm thinking back to that that scenario. I'm, like, just kind of feeling into it. 
it's hard when you're in it. It really, really is. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I think eventually I would have like called it quits if I truly saw like what was for like what was on the other side. So you have to really like look into what is on the other side for me. If I stop going back to what's comfortable, if I stop going back to what's available, um, what's on the other side? And let that, like, motivate you. Let that, like, you know, stop you from going back to what's available. And then I think another part of it is keep yourself busy. Honestly, keep yourself busy. The gym was my best friend when I was going through all of that. Literally, I just had to, like, work out, take care of myself. I was juicing. I was eating good. I was just, like, keeping myself busy. Um, because if you don't keep yourself busy, of course, if you're sitting at your house and you're bored and you're lonely, you're going to go back to what's comfortable. And I think that's just human nature and kind of normal. So I would say that as well. Um, and then, yeah. And then your other question was, you know, after a year, why, why don't I feel like where I'm supposed to be? Again, it just goes back to the, are you creating a life that feels so good without this person, completely without this person? Or are you just going through life, going through the motions, kind of waiting for somebody else or hoping that your ex changes and comes back? Like, are you just still holding on to anything like that? Because in that case, like, you probably don't feel like you're where you're supposed to be because your energy is still in that place instead of in the place of truly just creating a life that feels so good, working on yourself, manifesting things, you know, building towards your dream life. Because if you're doing that, I think that you would feel a thousand times better. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what I have to say about that. I think this conversation is also hard because it would be easier to have a conversation about this. You know what I mean? Like I hear this voicemail and I'm like I have follow-up questions so I could give an even more clear answer um but also I don't have all the answers for this one like I said um check out Dorothy she probably has a lot more on this um but I think grieving a relationship can also take time be patient with yourself love yourself through it you know love yourself the most out of anybody you know treat yourself like if you were if you were like a friend and you were experiencing this, what would you tell your friend to do? How would you treat your friend? How would you love your friend? Um, and just treat yourself like that. And yeah, I wish the best for you. To let me know if this was supportive in any way, if I shared any good insights that was supportive for you. And um, also, yeah, just shoot me a DM and uh, we can we can chat a little bit more about this. I'd love to talk to you more and um, support you even more on this. So shoot me a DM if you feel called um, and then check out Dorothy as well. So yeah, very good question though. Very good question. Hard question to answer. The, it's always hard for me, honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. Like it's always hard for me to like give advice in toxic relationships because mine was so bad and I can't say that I like 
was the strong one that got out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I was pretty much forced out of it. And then, like, yes, I am proud of how I created my life afterwards. Absolutely. But it's hard for me to give advice because when I was in it, like, I was in it. Like, I... I don't even remember, like, being that version of me. Like, it's hard to, like, reflect on that because I just feel like it was literally centuries ago. Um, but I just, but I do remember when I was in it, there was nothing anyone could say or do to stop me from being in that relationship and doing the things that I was doing. And, um, like, no matter, you know, what this person did to me, like, I was back at their house. I didn't care if my friends were like, Maddie, like, break up with them. Don't go back to them. Like, please, for the love of God, like, don't, don't, don't. Like, there's someone better for you. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, driving to his house. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I just was so, like, delusional almost. And if you've been in a toxic relationship, like, you know, like, I'm sure you resonate with what I'm saying right now. So, when I give advice about that, you know, this question, I'll be honest, like, it's hard for me to like know what to say like know what's right because I almost think you just have to almost move through it on your own for me it was just like if anyone said anything to me like I just it didn't even phase me I just didn't even care anyone's advice or anything I was gonna do what I was gonna do um so yeah hang in there you'll move through it Um, But just keep creating your life. Focus on yourself. Truly, truly, truly. And don't ever, ever think for a moment that there isn't something better out there for you. Please, like, if you hear one thing from this, then just take away this. Do not ever think that there is not somebody or something better for you. I'm telling you, like I'm thinking now, like if I could talk to myself in that moment, you guys know, I ask all of my guests this question. What would you say to yourself if you at your lowest point was listening into the podcast? And my answer to that, like me in that scenario would be, please just trust me. Trust me on this. There is something better there is someone better. I know it doesn't feel like it, but there is something better. So much better. Holy shit. Like so much better. Oh my God. I, it's, it's unexplainable to even think about my life then and how I thought that was really it for me. And then seeing my life now and just being like, holy shit. You know, my relationship now, my relationship with Henry, like there's something better. Oh my God. There really is. If anyone is going through a toxic relationship or relationship with someone that doesn't treat them well, like there's someone better, I promise, but you just have to claim it. You have to stop allowing like this person to treat you this way. You have to stop allowing this to be your reality, even though it feels like, like this is the way it is. Like I'm not going to get any better. There is, there's better is better. Just trust me on it, please. I promise. It's, yeah, I promise you. So, 
Anywho, I hope that was supportive in one way or another, but uh, yeah, toxic relationships, man. They're crazy. Uh, me and Henry have been watching Love Island and we're obsessed and we only watch the UK version. So we just speak in like British accents like all day and we like use their slang. Like they always say they're gutted or they say... um like, they call kissing a snog. They always say, like, can I have a cuddle? What else do they say? Um, fuck, I'm trying to think of the other words we say. We've just been, like, incorporating their vocabulary into our vocabulary, and we just, like, speak in accents all the time, and it's just, like, so funny because we just watch so much of that show and, like, hear everyone speaking in their accents. And anyway, we're watching season two right now, and that shit's crazy. And there are some couples in this season that are so toxic and I just like oh my god it just it's like PTSD I'm like I can't watch this <laughs> it's just so bad it's just so toxic um but yeah we're we're on the reality tv kick right now and it's so fun we're actually probably gonna go watch right now when I log off so um that is all for today's episode. I hope you guys loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, feel free to share it on your story. I would love that. Make sure you tag me. Um, and then also, if you really, really loved it, feel free to leave a rating and review. I would absolutely love that. It would make me so, so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love you guys so much. I hope you have the most beautiful week this week. And I will... Catch you guys in my next episode. Bye.